Hey friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey there, welcome back to the Girl Means Business podcast. This is episode 142, where we're talking all about money mindset. I mentioned in a few episodes ago that we were going to be really diving into finances and money and money mindset and getting our heads right around money in the new year. And I wasn't joking. We have another episode today all about this topic, and I am so excited for you to listen to it. Today, I'm chatting with Danielle Hayden. She's a reformed corporate CFO who's on a mission to help rule-breaking female entrepreneurs understand their numbers so they can gain confidence needed to create sustainable profits. After spending 10 years in the boardroom as a corporate finance officer, Danielle is now in her sweet spot as the co-owner of Kickstart Accounting. She helps business owners with bookkeeping, financial analysis, and education, and is the author of the Profit Planner book series. She sent me one of her profit planners. It's amazing. I'm so excited to start using it in 2022. I will have that linked down in the show notes if you want to check out her profit planner as well. I am so excited for us to really dive into our conversation today, but also just to start off the new year with a great mindset about money or having a mindset of learning and growth around money. I think as women, we feel like we either fall into one of two categories. We're either really great with money or we're really bad with money. And we don't tend to talk a lot about that gray zone in between those two. And so my goal with all of these financial episodes is to kind of bridge that gap, to eliminate the idea that it's either black or white, that we can be learning, we can be growing, we can be improving our relationship with money, our mindset around money. And that that's a great place to be, that it doesn't have to be we're good or we're bad at something. So that's my goal with these episodes is just for us to go through this together. I'm in this with you. I'm working on this in my own life. And so we're doing this as a team here. We're doing this, you and I, together. And my goal is that when we get into the new year and we're a few months in, we can look back and really say, wow, look at how much we've grown. Look at how much Our relationship with money has changed for the better. You know, we may not be where we want to be yet, but we're moving the needle forward. That's always the goal is that we're moving the needle forward. And I am so grateful to have some amazing women like Danielle today on the show and some that we have coming up in January and February that I cannot wait for you to meet that are going to help us do that with some really incredible tips and resources and guidance. So I'm excited for you to meet Danielle and get into our conversation. So let's get to it. All right, guys, I am here today with Danielle Hayden. We're going to be talking all about finances, that kind of ever intimidating world of money in your business, but she's going to make it feel so much less intimidating for us. And I'm super excited. So Danielle, welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you for having me. I promise we will keep this fun and light. I My passion is taking the overwhelm out of accounting and finance. So don't be scared. I got you. Perfect. Perfect. That's exactly what we need to hear because it can definitely be intimidating. It's scary Um, for people. It's scary. So you're not alone in that emotion. It's okay. (laughs) Good. Okay, good. 
Well, let's start off. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do and how you got into what you're doing now. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I am the owner of Kickstart Accounting Inc. We help entrepreneurs with their uh, money mindset through bookkeeping and then data analysis. That sounds like a really big word, but basically our mission in the world is to help women entrepreneurs understand the numbers of their business so that they can use those numbers to grow and have the life that 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 you've always wanted. Uh, I'm a mama of two. Um, I'm, you know, classic Midwest. We were we were talking about all things, you know, weather in Cleveland, Ohio before we hit record. Um, and I bring that up because, you know, through my journey, I had started as a corporate CFO, um, working for the investors and board of directors and you know, leaving my my kids all you know all day. I, my kids were the the uh, after school uh, program kids, and uh, I think you know my pivoting moment to entrepreneurship was I went to go pick up my daughter, and the lady at extended care said, um, "I'm going to need to see your license." And I was like, "I am her mom," and she goes, "Well, I've never met you before," and I was like, mm-hmm. "Enough said, thank you." Uh, and that is that was the 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 driver to. Um, finding a life of my dreams, right? I'm so thankful for that woman and that day because it propelled me to find this calling to, you know, what I get to do. Yes, I get to pick up my kids from school. Uh, I get to be present for them. However, I really got to step into my mission and helping you as other entrepreneurs and other moms be able to step into your role as CEO in your business so that we can all have a life of our dreams. Yeah, I, I love that story. That's so awesome. I think we look back at some of the, cause I have a moment or several moments actually similar to what you were talking about, you know, with that feeling of, okay, I need to do something different because I'm not, I'm not living the life I, I know I should be living. Um, you know, for me, it was a matter of taking my daughter to the doctor for her checkup. And the doctor asked me questions about like, well, what does she eat during the day? And I'm like, I don't know. Cause I'm not with her, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. it was, that's hard. Um, but I love that you are now taking what you are good at and helping other women too, because like we said at the beginning, this is a very um, overwhelming area for some people. And I think a lot of women get into business because they're really excited about the product or the service that they offer or the art that they're creating or whatever that it is that they're doing. And we don't always think about what goes into building a business. And a lot of that has to do with the finances, the money part of it. And it's a little bit scary. And sometimes, so there's those of us that I'm, I'm throwing myself in here because this is exactly what I do, who want to just like kind of bury our head in the sand and be like, oh, it'll all work out. <laughs> yeah. Or we lead with our emotions. We lead with mm-hmm. our gut. And I think that's okay. But if we can take that gut feeling we're having and be able to match that with data and say, all right, what are this data saying, right? Does this actually make sense? Is this actually working in my business? And Look, what you just said is exactly it. You know, most of us haven't learned accounting. And even if you did, we have clients who are like, Danielle, I'm embarrassed to tell you, but I have an accounting degree or I have a finance degree or (laughs) I have my MBA. And that's okay, right? Because even if you learn these high-level topics in, in high school or college, it doesn't mean you know how to use them in business. And that's what they, even if you took an accounting class, they didn't teach you. How do you use that in business as a CEO? And so I'm so thankful that I got to watch and learn how 
this, my CEOs and my board of directors and my investors that I had at these companies, how they were using the information, because that's really how we empower people. Because it's not just, wow, let me, let me cover my eyes um, and, and hide from this topic. I always, I always laugh. I, I think we're all a little scarred from childhood because you got a report card at the end of each quarter, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then your, then your parents would ground you if you're anything like me. Um, and, um, and so now we see this financial statement, right? As almost like our report card in business, right? Are we, are we doing okay? Are we going to get yeah. grounded? Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that's true. Like we do, I know for me, like the looking at the numbers and things like I have a hard time disconnecting myself from those numbers, which I think is something that when you're, you know, when you're working in an office and if you're in charge of, you know, part of the bookkeeping for an office, you're not, you know, emotionally tied to those numbers. They're just numbers on a page for you. But when it's your own business, now all of a sudden those numbers become very personal and when every financial decision kind of falls on you those numbers become extra personal so i think that's one piece of it that's been a struggle for me is disconnecting myself from those numbers and being like you know what this is not about you know um, my worth is not tied to these numbers either direction that they go um but also just looking at them as kind of this objective thing and be like okay what can i do to either improve this or where do I need to cut back or where can I like add these things in? And so that's been like a big mindset shift that I've had, but I know you talk about like the money mindset piece. So what does that look like? Like, how do you help clients with the mindset? Cause I think you almost have to have that fixed, not fixed, but you have to have that in the right headspace first before you can really kind of dive into other things. Right. Yes, absolutely. And as you dive into the other things, your money mindset will improve. So that's, you know, it's like, I'm going to wait for the motivation to go work out and then I never go work out because the motivation never came, right? But if I just go for a walk, then as I'm taking that activity, right? Like as I'm, I'm doing that, the momentum catches up to me and maybe today I jog, right? And then it feels good. And so tomorrow I do it again because it felt good and I was able to find the momentum. So it's the same thing here, right? I don't want anyone thinking, wait, I have to wait for my money mindset to arrive and then I'll get my bookkeeping in order. No, you need to get the bookkeeping in order. You need to have the financial statements. You need to have the information. You need to have solid, accurate, timely bookkeeping to create the foundation. And then as you have that, that feels empowering, right? To know that I am, I am stepping into my role, two feet, solid ground. I'm not, I'm not making these decisions on a swamp, right? I'm building my foundation on a, on a solid basis. So once we have that foundation built of good bookkeeping, accurate and timely, that does something to your mindset. You feel empowered. You feel organized. Then you can say, all right, instead of me attaching my emotion and my worth to these numbers, let's change this narrative around that. What can I learn from these numbers, right? Let me be curious, open and honest. So how can I look at these numbers to say, what is this telling me about my business? Um, I have a, a, a term that I've, I've been using a lot lately. What gets measured gets managed. And I like that. Right? It's good, right? Because if you're yeah. measuring it, you're bringing your attention to it and you're managing it as a, as a business owner. And so if you stop thinking of it as, oh my gosh, I didn't hit my sales goals. I spent too much money. 
Um, I, I don't, I, I don't know how much to pay myself. Right. You can get lost in this. Um, you can get lost in this mindset of, you know, like this all feels so heavy and so hard. Whereas you can say, all right, let me have, let me have my bookkeeper. Let me have my accountant, my, my VA, whatever it is, put these numbers together for me. So then that I can come in as a business owner and say, all right, let me change the narrative around this. Let me manage these numbers and let me use them to figure out what's working in my business so I can double down on those and what's not working in my business so I can stop doing that because you are going to get time, money, and energy back by learning those lessons. Yeah. Oh, I love that. What gets measured gets made. I'm, I wrote that down because I was like, I love that. And that's not just money. That's everything in your business. That's everything. You know? like it's <laughs> yeah. everything. Like that's just a good like quote to have on the board somewhere to remind you like, yeah. Cause so many times, again, this is the thing that kind of falls to the cracks because someone who goes into business because they are a creative person or they're a passionate person or they're just doing it even like as a side hustle. So they're kind of like, oh, it doesn't really matter. It's just kind of the side thing that I'm doing. But if you start off not managing it, then it's just going to snowball. Like it, it can snowball in a good way or it can snowball in a bad way. Yeah. Let me <laughs> touch so on that. So yeah. Yeah. Let me touch on that. So we hear from people all the time. I accidentally went into business. I loved this product. I loved this service. I loved this thing. And I accidentally... or it's my side hustle. I'm, I'm not making enough. I don't do enough. This isn't enough. This isn't big enough. That in itself is a mindset because if you are bringing in revenue at all, you are enough. You have a business and you, you owe, you owe your family. You owe you personally, you owe the vendors that you work with, the people that you hire, you owe all of them to step into your role as a business owner because you're impacting. You have the opportunity to impact other people's lives. And and it's interesting how that phrase of I'm enough, right? This is enough, will carry along with us. We worked with a um with a woman who um she asked me to teach her how to figure out how to operate her business from a loss. And I was like, odd request, but okay. So we, we did, we did what we call a catch up, which means we bring in all of her transactions into the accounting system. And we looked at the numbers afterwards and I said, Oh my God, not only do you not have a loss, you have to get ready to pay this tax bill because you have a profit. You just weren't measuring, you weren't measuring your financials. And so you didn't know nothing wrong with that, but you didn't know. And so she thought in her mind, I just have this little side hustle. I'm probably going to do get a full-time job soon. I got this freelance thing. But the minute she saw the numbers and the minute she saw, oh, wait, oh my God, I made a profit. I owe this tax bill. It was an amazing shift that we saw in her entire mindset. This was 2019. 2020, we watched her double down in her business. I mean, I watched her show up online. I watched her show up in the community. And it was all because she saw how she was doing in her business. And before that, she would have kept on saying, I'm not enough or this isn't enough. Yeah. Wow. That's such a, uh, that's such a good story. Because, yeah, I mean, I know so many people like that who, you know, I used to be a teacher. And so teachers always have some other side job going on most of the time. <laughs> and so many of them were just like, oh, I just do this thing. You know, it pays for our vacations or it pays for 
my car payment. Or I'm like, yeah, it's making you money. Like you, this is not just some little thing. Like if it's making you enough money to, to pay for a vacation each year or a couple months or pay for your car payment each month, like you're doing pretty good. Like you need to acknowledge that and own that and treat it as what it really is. So yeah, yeah that's awesome. I love that. So I think one of the fears that we have around money is not knowing if we're doing things correctly. Um, I think that's a big thing I hear from a lot of my clients. And I know I've felt that way at times where it's just kind of like, okay, I don't know if I'm doing this right. So what do you say to somebody who's kind of coming in and going like, I'm not like, I don't have a financial background. I didn't take accounting classes. I you know I'm an artist or I just really love coaching women or I'm in the wedding industry. and just like, I just want to help brides. I don't know all of this stuff. So what do you say to somebody who is kind of like, am I doing this right? And how do I know if I'm doing this right? Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Yeah. So there's a few key like beginner things that, that I could, I could just point out to make sure that we have a found, strong foundation set. Um, and we see this a lot for people who came into a side hustle. They, um, don't ever, don't always have everything formed correctly from, um, from an accounting perspective. So keeping our business and our personal finances, 100% separate, right? They are separate. When you earn revenue, they go directly into your business checking account. When you need to pay that car payment, you transfer the money from your business checking account to your personal checking account and you pay your personal bills with the money in your personal checking account. So that's really, really important. And then that makes, that makes the bookkeeping process easier because once you have everything separate, you, and let, let me be clear, like I am that person in Target. I will go with two different debit cards. I'm like, this is my business stuff and this is my personal stuff. Right. So when it's super, super clear, it makes the bookkeeping so much easier because you know everything that's coming through that business checking account, that is a business expense. And anything that's going through your personal, you don't need to include in your in your taxes or in your analysis. So that stays 100 percent separate. Um, I suggest for everybody to get an accounting system in place. And I know that can feel very overwhelming. Um, but you know, QuickBooks is still my favorite. Um there are um, cheaper options out there like Xero, X-E-R-O. 
Uh, Wave is a free option, but we need to get out of the Google Sheets. We need to get out of the Excel documents. A list is not cutting it. We have to get into an accounting software so that we are setting ourselves up for success long-term. So I tell people all the time, I don't want you to set up your business for who you are today. I want you to set up your business for who you're going to be in five years. So in five years, you're going to say, thank you, Danielle, because I can now run five years worth of financial statements. And I can see over time where I made money, where I spent money, and what changes and habits I had over the years that got me to where I'm at. And by having that, that, that history in there, it sets your mindset, right? It changes things. You're set up for future growth. Um, and the last thing I'll say is find, find people you want to work with uh, and have them help you. Um, that, you know, this is something that I had to really overcome as, as a business owner. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I was a single mom for a long time. And so to me, I always felt like I had to do it all. And so when I became an entrepreneur, it was the same story I wrote for me in my business. So I felt like I had to do everything myself. Let me tell you, my first logo looked awful. And my first website looked like an accountant wrote it. There were so many words <laughs> on that website. <laughs> but over time, I learned that I'm not good at those things. And if you put me in Canva, I'm going to spend forever in there and it's going to look awful and I'm going to feel drained and my energy is going to be completely gone. And so I hired people around me to do the things that, that, that I couldn't do. And so it's okay to ask for help. And that could be, the bookkeeping in your business or hiring a financial advisor. Make sure you have a solid tax CPA. Or if you really enjoy doing the bookkeeping piece, outsourcing the other pieces of your business so that you have the time and the energy to do it. Yeah. Oh, I'm a big fan of outsourcing. <laughs> I think every I think everyone's goal should be, and I say this a lot, is to get to the point in your business where you're doing the things that only you can do. And other people are doing all the other things. Like to me, that's when you know you've kind of hit this level of success in your business is when you can focus on the things that only you can do in your business and let other people do the rest. I think um, about the I was energy. Ask you. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just say, just think about the energy you'll feel in that. Mm-hmm. You know, like the energy yeah. of when you get to show up and do the things that you're good at and that you love to do and that you don't even have to worry about head, like in your headspace, worrying about the other, the other pieces of it. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, like this podcast is a perfect example because like this, the front facing piece, the part where like, I'm having this conversation with you or I'm recording an episode, like that's the thing that only I can do. But once I handed off the editing, the publishing, the, all that stuff to somebody else, it was like this weight lift off my shoulder. I was like, oh, now I can enjoy this again because I get to do the part that I really enjoy the most, which is conversation. And I don't have to worry about figuring out and learning how to edit a podcast or how to you know, write show notes, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think that's a huge like life lesson for people running a business. I wanted to go back and ask about the accounting systems because I know you mentioned like QuickBooks and things like that. Um, you said like your QuickBooks is your personal favorite. That's what I use. I know there's a different, or there's different um, versions of it. There's like full on QuickBooks and there's like QuickBooks self-employed and there's QuickBooks, I don't know, other versions. Do those versions make a difference or do you recommend one over the other? Oh, good question. So the self-employed version, um, when we have clients who come to us, we we take them out of the self-employed version and we move them up into uh, essentials is, is the first tier from there. 
the self-employed version does not give you all the financial statements that you need long-term. If you're in self-employed, look, it's not the end of the world. Don't feel like, oh my God, I didn't do this right. I, I, I messed this up. It's fine, right? It's okay. Um, you know, maybe January, you switch to the essentials version and, and you start fresh moving forward so that you have those, you know, I talked earlier about the long-term reports. So I, I love, my favorite analysis to give clients is year-over-year comparisons and so that they can see what they made this year compared to last year, where they spent money and do that over, over time. And so if you get into the essentials version, you can do that. From there, it's additional features. So um, there's plus and then advanced. Um, if you have more than one location um, or more than one service line that you want to keep track of, like maybe you want to know your profit and loss by, by location or profit and loss by uh, revenue streams. Maybe you have a few different streams of, of, of income. Um, the plus version is where you need to start to, to move up. If you want to be able to invoice and pay bills and accept payments. Um, so there's, there's some um, additional features for each bracket, but always start in essentials. And then as you need more, you can go up. Don't start in advance, right? you know, start at the beginning. And then as you need more, you can add more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I know, like, I mean, like I said, I use QuickBooks as well, but I've used things in the past. Like you mentioned wave and I know like, the um, client management program that I use, HoneyBook, they have an accounting feature and I know people that, that primarily use that. And I'm always like, no, 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 try to let's, yeah. let's just go with what you know is going to be, like you said, the long-term. I think some people think, oh, well, this works for me right now, which is fine. But like you said, if you're looking long-term, you're looking five years down the road, I think that's a great way to look at it is what is my business going to need in five years and start now to get there. I, I tell people that a lot with just like visualizing and planning in your businesses. Don't look just six months ahead. I want you to think about like in three to five years, what do you want this to look like? And then start doing the things now that are going to help you get there. Which leads me to my next question because on your, um, when we first contacted you, you kind of given us a couple topics. And one of the things that stood out that I really loved was you said, like, how do we evaluate whether shiny things are the next best investment in your business? And so I love it because I talk about shiny things all the time and how <laughs> it can be so distracting. Okay. There's, yeah, there's so much out there with social media. I mean, you hop on Facebook and it's like, oh, buy this program and try this product. And, oh, you need to be doing this in your business. You need to be doing that in your business. And it can be very, and like, tempting, but also a little bit like you're just going down all these paths. And I always tell people like my system for evaluating it is, does it help you reach that, you know, one, three or five year goal you have in mind? Does it make sense for you time-wise? Are you able to invest time into it? And then are you able to invest financially into it? So let's talk about the investing financially part. How do you determine if something is financially good or not for your business? Yeah. So we I'm going to throw out a kind of a big corporate term, um, but then we'll break it down. Uh, we offer uh, what we call a budget to for for our clients, and I know that feels really big. And if any of you come from a corporate background, it was always this lengthy, long drawn out process, and it doesn't need to be like that for you as a business owner. It, mm-hmm. it is a simple planning session, right? So, what I want people to do is break down the the plan and i like that you said let's go let's go 
into the future and then and then come back, right? So if my goal in three years is X, what do I need to do this year to be able to, to uh, hit that goal? And then um, I want you to break that down further by month because I don't care what business you're in or what you're selling, but every business has some seasonality to it. You have annual payments that are coming up. Um, so I want you to take a step back and plan every month for the next 12 months. Again, this doesn't like, that sounds big, but you could open up an Excel file. I like to, when we do this with clients, what we do is we take their profit and loss statement and we pull what we call a profit and loss by month. And we look at the last 12 months. This is super helpful because you can look at that seasonality. You can even go back 24 months and be like, well, okay, there's evidence that every summer I slow down or every January I take a dip. And so you can start to plan according to those, those dips, whether it be a cut in expenses or maybe take a you plan your vacations for January, right? <clears throat> so uh, think about what going backwards to go forward. And then um, the, the last 12 months can also help you plug in those big annual expenses that are coming. So maybe you, know, you mentioned HoneyBook or you have Dubsado, maybe it's Doc, uh, DocuSign or Dropbox. So all those, your insurance payments, those big things, start to plug those in in the months that those are going to come in. Now we have a, a, a foundation of, of being able to plug in our goals to see what that will look like. And so if I know, all right, year over year, I'm growing by about 10%, uh, month over month, it, you know, it, it, it ebbs and flows between five and 10%. You can start to apply those percentages to your revenue and then you can plan your expenses. And now when the next shiny object comes, right? So when I look at that next thing that I want to sign up for, or I want to purchase, I can go back to my planning session. I can go back to my budget and plug it in and say, all right, if I want to, if I want to make that purchase, I may maybe need to cut out expenses someplace else, or I need to grow my, my business by 12%, not 10%. Um, and also, you know, I just want to hit on one other thing that it also depends on where you're at in your business, right? So your goals, your spending goals are going to change every year. So if you're early on in your business, maybe you're spending a ton of money in advertising and you're doing paid ads and you are um, having uh, additional coaching and, and courses and, and you're learning and you're really investing in your business. But year two and year three, you start to learn about what worked and what didn't work in those early years. And um, you get that dialed in. And so your spending will be different. So maybe your three, it's, I need to take a bigger owner's draw, or I want to take my, my family on an additional vacation, or I want to take, take time off in my business because you're allowed to do that. Um, <laughs> but then you can start to plan for those goals too. So it doesn't just have to be like one purchase. It could be high level. Like, what are my goals this year? Am I trying to really double down and and, and earn more money or am I, or am I taking a, a life work balance approach this year? Oh, that's so good. So, okay. This is kind of coming from a personal question here because, um, I'm all about like knowing, you know, knowing ourselves as, as people and what works for us and what doesn't work for us. And, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Enneagram, oh, yeah. but I'm okay. So I'm an Enneagram seven. So for me, one of the struggles I have that I think is one of the biggest, not one, well, okay, I'll just say it's one of the biggest struggles I have in business in general is that I have a hard time getting past the idea of feeling stuck in something. 
So when you started talking, it all sounds good and great. You're like, okay, you need to have like a budget and you need to go back and have, you know, look at the last 12 months and plan the next 12 months. And there's a little piece of me inside that's like, okay, that feels limiting to me, like to, to already have a, a full year planned, which I mean, logistically, it makes sense. Like, you know, you're going to have these expenses, you know, you're going to like, you know, I'm paying for my podcast team. I'm paying for a VA every month. I'm paying for the, you know, like these things are things that are not like scary things, but what do you, like, how do you help somebody work through that idea that like planning so far in advance, which a year is not that far, but it, it is to some people, how do you help them help me (laughs) kind of break through that fear of being like, Oh, now I'm kind of boxed into this thing that we've planned. And what if something comes up in six months that I want to do, or what if something happens and everything changes? Like, how do you help kind of people process through that idea that it's not stuck or you're not boxing yourself in? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a -a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passions, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I like that. So, um, a few things, um, we can break this down further and maybe we start with just quarterly, right? So maybe we just plan the next quarter and we just look and see what are our, um, income and spending goals for the next three months. Uh, we can also just do this month to month, right? So we could just say, what am I going to plan? What am I going to spend? next month or what are my average expenses each month, right? So uh, maybe you just do this on an average uh, basis, looking at what you did historically and just averaging that out so you don't feel boxed in. Now I'm going to flip your mindset on your head, okay? So instead of thinking, yeah. So instead of thinking this as I'm boxed in now, how about maybe it's I have the freedom to spend this money. 
Maybe. So instead of saying, okay, I can't spend money because I didn't put it in the plan. Maybe it's, I will spend this money because I put it in the plan. We've had clients call us and say, you know, I almost cheaped out and didn't go to the trade show that I wanted to go to or the conference, or I didn't sign up for this plan because I have a money block on spending money and I never think I'm worth it. I never think I'm big enough. I don't think I'm allowed to reinvest in my business. And having that budget told me I had permission to spend money. And so I went. Or it could be paying yourself because you put that in there. You have permission now to pay yourself. And look, life changes, right? So maybe, maybe, you know, things hit the fan, good or bad, right? Like you're having a rock star year, you doubled in revenue, like you have to hire people now to update it, right? Like that's okay, right? Like we don't have to do anything that's set in stone. We just we make a plan and then we we just, we pivot, we, we, um, we keep that as a fluid plan. And so if something, if you're sensing in your business that your spending habits have really changed or you have to get help in your business because you're growing faster than you think, you say, all right, now let me take a step back and reset this plan and replan again. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Cause that's one of the things that, you know, just in general, is one of those things where I'm like, okay, I love the idea. I love having big visions and I love having like these big plans for the future. But I I love the idea too, of the flexibility of it, which is one of the reasons why I, you know, run my own business is that I don't want somebody else to tell me you have to be inside of this thing and you have to stay in these parameters. I like the flexibility of being able to say, but what if I want to pivot and do this? Or what if this opportunity comes up? I want to do this. So I like the way you kind of reframed that for me as far as like, giving me permission to do those things and not out of like fear of, okay, well, what if it messes everything up or what if it, you know, changes the course of the plan? It's now you have the freedom to do that because you have planned for these things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I I mean, yeah, (laughs) it's great. I love that. So um, if somebody who's kind of newer to business and we've talked a lot about, you know, these tools that you have or, or even like outsourcing and having somebody that helps you with all of this, But if there's somebody who's like, okay, but I have to do this all on my own because I can't either one like afford it, or I'm just like, I'm not like, I'm maybe I've even started my business yet. I'm just thinking about starting a business. So what's kind of like the very baseline advice you would give to somebody who maybe is doing this on their own? Baseline is definitely separate the business and personal. We talked about earlier that will help you. If you decide to work with somebody later they can help pull all that information into a system for you. So get that really, really separate. um, And that way you can track it that way. Um, You can set up an accounting system on your own. Um, A lot of people find Wave easy easy to use. And so maybe you start with that free version today and you do it on your own today. Um, And that way you have a tracking mechanism in place, right? And then when you are ready when you have started your business and when you feel ready, um, then you can reach out and ask for help. Don't think that you have to feel ready though. And, and I think that bookkeeping is something that is, um, right. Well, let's go back to the feeling of enough, right? We, we don't think we have enough. We don't think we're big enough. And so we never ask for help. So I encourage everyone to reach out and see, 
see what, and, and maybe your goal is a bookkeeping help. Maybe it's something, maybe it's having a VA really reach out and do your homework and then decide, okay, that's the goal, right? So now I need enough revenue where I can cover these expenses plus that. And it puts a real goal in your mind. But just um, in the meantime, keep the business and personal separate. It's okay. You know, you are where you are and don't get down on yourself. Just, just keep one foot in front of the other. And over time, you will learn about your numbers. Nobody's, nobody opens their business doors like thinking I'm a rock star at the business, at the, the accounting piece, right? You'll get there. You'll understand your numbers over time. Yeah. I think that's a good point because I, this is true in all things in business. Like you aren't going to start off anything that's new to you and be really, really good at it. You have to like, there's a learning curve. You have to, you know, kind of pay your dues and get to that point. And so I think there's this fear around the idea of like, okay, if I go in and I hire an accountant or if I start working with somebody that they're, they're going to point out the fact that I haven't done this correctly or like that I'm doing something wrong or that, you know, like, but that's not, you know, and I think that's why I love talking to like you is that you kind of take that fear away from there of this isn't some like big, scary thing of like, you know, some old guy sitting behind a <laughs> mahogany desk, you know, telling me what I should and shouldn't do with my money. It's someone who gets it. It's someone who is, you know, in the same kind of space that I'm in and it makes sense. So I think that's another thing that I would suggest too, is like, just look for people like yourself who are out there who will, who are happy to help you and aren't going to make you feel like you're, you know, shamed for doing something a certain way, or they're not going to make you feel like you're doing something wrong or that you shouldn't be spending money on something. So I just appreciate all of those of you like you out there that are helping us because it can be it's a really scary thing. It can. And it's, there can be a lot of, like we hold a lot of money stories. And so letting somebody into this really private part of our life, um, it, I don't take that lightly, right? So when we work with clients, I do not take that privilege lightly. Um, but find somebody that you like, right? That you freaking want to call. Like that's important. Yeah. You have to work with me. I mean, I hear it all the time. Like, my account wouldn't call me back or every time I called him, he made me feel awful. Um, so the, our first year in business, um, we wanted to have um, uh, somebody else file our taxes for us to keep the checks and balance uh, for us as a firm. And so um, I used my parents' old tax accountant. And um, sorry, Joe, if you ever listen to this, but I, <laughs> I showed up at his office and I called my mom and I was like, why am I nervous? Uh, like, sweaty hand. I'm like, I am a CPA. I do this for a living. And I am so afraid he's going to tell me that I, I'm not big enough. I, this isn't enough. Like, like look down on me that I left my job for this or that, you know, where I'm spending money isn't good enough. So we all have it, right? Like, I don't care who you are. We all have it. And so I left that day saying, I will never make anyone feel that way. And so you have to find people who like I tell people all the time, this is a non-judgment zone. My team all knows that when we work with entrepreneurs, this is zero judgment. I don't care how many times you go to Dunkin' Donuts. I don't care. You know, <laughs> it doesn't matter. We're just like everyone's here to like help each other, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Cause there is, there's, and it, you brought up a good point too about we all have like a money story. And I know we we won't get into all of that because that could go really deep. But I think it's worth exploring, like figuring out like what what is it that makes you feel so uncomfortable about money. And if 
you know, if we're, we're all moms and we want our children to have a different story around money, how can we, you know, instill things in them that are going to make it easier for them as they get older? So I think that's definitely one for the therapy session at some point is really diving into like why you have these thoughts around money that you have and how you can, you know, change them so that you are moving forward and you're helping the next generation to not have those same fears and concerns and worries about money as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important. And this is, this is a strong step, right? You listening to this point into the podcast is a step in you changing your money story, right? And you going and making the decision today, I'm going to go separate my business and personal finances. I'm going to open that, that account. I'm going to, I'm going to find a bookie, but right. Like those are all steps to changing your money story. And, and each step that you take makes you feel empowered. And I bet you, when you talk to your kids about, about your business tomorrow, when you say my side hustle or this small thing I'm doing, you're going to stop and you're going to hear yourself when you're talking to your husband, your, 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 your coach, your child, your parents, you're going to hear it. And, and, and that's changing your story by just catching it and observing it and saying, why do I, why do I think that? Right. How do I, how do I change this? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So good. Okay. I could keep going on for this for a while, but we'll (laughs) go ahead and wrap up. So Danielle, tell people where they can find you, get a hold of you. I also know you have um, an offer for everybody. So share all that with us. Yeah. So we created a five-day video bootcamp series. So if, if these topics sounded really interesting to you and you want additional help to um, how to get these systems set up, it's a five-day video series to help you set up these foundations. Uh, you can go to profitplannerbookkeeping.com slash five-day bootcamp. Um, we love hanging out on, on Instagram. You can find me at Danielle Hayden underscore OH or Kickstart Accounting. We are always... Uh, posting new tips and tricks for entrepreneurs and, and, and business owners. I'm here to be a resource for you. I'm here. This is my mission in the world. I want to help you. Um, if any of these topics uh, sounded interesting to you and you um, want to have your own strategy call and dig into your own accounting processes, you can come to calendly.com slash kickstartaccounting and book a strategy call. I want to help you. We can talk about your specific story. Awesome. And I'll have all those links down in the show notes. People can easily go and grab those. Um, definitely sign up for the five-day boot camp. I'm going to be looking into that as well. So thank you, Danielle, so much for your time and for all of your expertise. I have really, really enjoyed talking to you. Like I said, I feel like we could talk forever about this. So we can. Um, let's, let's keep in touch. Maybe we'll have you back on again soon. Yeah, I'd love that. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And as always, you can find any links or resources mentioned in today's show down in the show notes. And if we're not friends outside of the podcast yet, then what are you waiting for? Come find me on Instagram at Girl Means Business. Send me a DM letting me know what you thought of today's episode or any of the past episodes you've listened to. You can also take a screenshot of today's episode and post it to your stories, tagging at Girl Means Business, and I'll give you a shout out on my page. I love connecting with you and hearing all about your business and can't wait to get to know you more. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will meet you back here next week, same time, same place.